0: Welcome back to the Creative Table podcast, everyone. So last year was a rough one for me, and I've already shared in the past why that was so difficult. So I'll spare you guys the details, but I wanted to explain how last year was in my business and kind of like what I'm doing to recover from those losses because literally the entire year was a loss. So I'll be the first and only to admit that if I continue doing what I'm currently doing, there's going to be no more creativo. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because it's literally like, it's just me. I don't have a business partner. I don't have any employees. It's just me, myself and I. And this particular episode is sort of like an introductory episode to the one that I'm going to be releasing next week. So I actually sat down and had a conversation with Cassandra from Connect and we talked about the power of belief and sort of what it does for your business and for your personal self. So this episode is like a lead up to the one that's coming out next week. So stay tuned for that because it's a really good conversation to listen to. So going back to getting clear on your messaging, I mean, if you don't know what you're selling or who you're selling to, your business is just, it's not going to survive like period. I mean, of course the first year is going to be super difficult. I actually think they say the first five years of business are the hardest ones because typically that's when you see the most businesses um, like shut down their doors. It's either five or it's three. Um, And I don't actually know the reasoning why they say that behind that you see that they close the doors. Like, I don't know the exact reason why they they say that businesses close down their doors within the first three or five years, whatever it is. But regardless, I mean, it's it's super hard to open up like a brand new business. So when I first started, I thought I was going to be successful. And I still do think that. Now I did reserve myself a little bit. I was more so on the cautious side, actually. Um I like already knew there was gonna be like a 50-50 chance of it either becoming really successful right away or like completely blowing up in my face. So going in, I was like, oh man. Yeah, this is great. I'm gonna be making so much money. I never thought that. I was more thinking along the lines of, you know, this is an opportunity to potentially make more money than what I'm currently making, but it also has a possibility to go south and turn into something where I'm making much less or like even no money at all. And to not my surprise, guess which way it ended up going? (laughs) It ended up going on the side of it went to making way less to no money at all. And I was okay with that because I didn't have like a high expectation. I didn't want to set myself up for failure. So when the first year, like when that year came to an end and I saw that I only brought in $10,000 compared to like my $40,000 a year salary I was making at my full-time job a couple months earlier, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't angry. I wasn't shocked. I expected that. And actually, to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be less than 10 grand. So I was shocked that it even was 10 grand. Still a huge accomplishment among itself. So that was in 2022. 2023 happens. And 2023, I took 7, seven eight-ish months off because I just needed to. And so like for eight months, I'm making $0. I'm literally living off of whatever cash I have put in my savings account. So savings account is taking a massive blow, right? Because I'm having to access that. End of 2023 comes and I made $800 for the entire year. $800 for the entire year. Not exaggerating. That is 100% true. And it's not shocking to me because I wasn't working for eight months, but it was still eye-opening. Like, how many people can live off of $800 a year? Absolutely nobody, especially with the way the cost of living is going right now. Like, nobody. So during Christmas break, I had a hard decision to make about what I was going to do. Like, do I even continue doing this in January or do I just start looking for jobs right now? Not to mention that, like, I get married in 2024, so I have a wedding to pay for on top of all the other things, the house, bills, insurance, food, gas, you know, all of the things. So when and if you ever hear me say this is the last year I have, this is why I say that. This is the last year to see that I have to see if I can make it work. Otherwise, you know, you're gonna, I'm gonna have to be applying for jobs. I might keep the podcast though, because I really enjoy doing it. But anyways, all jokes aside, <laughs> on a serious matter. Um I sat down and I really started to think about who I wanted to work with and why. What do I want to offer people and why? Why I started this. So I found a business coach and I thought to myself, well, what do I have to lose? let's see what this person has to say and I'll just go from there. After I had that meeting with that business coach and I only had one meeting with this person and it was a very eye-opening conversation. And in that hour and a half conversation that I had with them, they were able to help me realize that obviously what I'm doing is not working. And I, I didn't need her to tell me that it wasn't working cause I already knew that, but she helped me get a clear, like get clear on my messaging, like form a structure in my business that honestly I never had and told me that I need to stop marketing myself and working with people who don't truly value what I have to offer. I can't afford to lower my prices to basically nothing, to accommodate people, which as someone who wants to help everybody, that really hurt. And it sucks. But you know what? I completely get her point and why she says that. At some point, you just have to politely say no. You have to say, I can't afford to do that. It's either this price or it's nothing. And I'm sorry. Like, I'm a McLaren in value and in quality and in the information that I provide, but yet I'm still selling that value and quality and information to people who only want to pay me for it like as if I'm a Ford and if you know vehicles you're obviously going to understand that reference so but to put it in another context and another reference to use basically I'm a Hermes purse but people want to have me as if I were an Aldo bag if you know anything about McLaren and Hermes they don't lower their prices so you're either going to pay the 1.7 million dollars for the car and you're going to pay the 80,000 dollars for the purse or you're not going to get it at all and that's a very p- tough pill to swallow especially for me because like I said I just I want to help everybody but you know you can't help everyone so that was super eye opening and I'm you know I'm never going to not have a discount or, you know, not do a promotion, but it's more so the realization that I have a lot to offer and I know that and I believe in that and I do great work. I believe that I do great work and I know that I do great work and I can really help you with your business, but I just I need to think of my business as exactly that. It's a business and I'm human and I have a family and I have expenses to pay for and I have a life and I need money. Like this is my living. This is how I make my money. This is my job. And if I'm consistently lowering my prices, which also in some ways lowers my standards, I'm never going to survive and I'm never going to be able to make it work. So I raised my prices and I raised them significantly, which is scary because now the people who I was doing work for, for like $200 or whatever it was, they're no longer there. And, you know, that could be a sign of, well, that could be a good thing because if they really wanted to work with me and they valued what I was offering them, then maybe they would want to pay me the $2,000 or whatever it is, like the new price and continue doing that work. But, you know, getting clear on who I'm attracting and who I want to work with and who in reality is going to value my work and pay me a fair wage for that work that I'm doing for them, those are the type of businesses and people that I want to work with. You know, just as a traditional job, you should be paid a fair like wage for what you're doing. You know, if you're a business owner or not, you provide value and you deserve to be compensated for that value. I mean, like... It's 2024, guys. We need to start paying ourselves and our employees a fair and livable wage. You know, it's absolutely heartbreaking that people have to work multiple jobs to survive. And that could also just be part of the fact that, you know, you're probably living a lifestyle that you shouldn't be living because you in reality can't afford it. But and other factors are involved in that. But I mean, regardless, like we should at least be making a decent wage that we are okay with. So that's all for today. I'm definitely going to be talking more about this topic, you know, by myself and with others because it is super eye-opening and it can be really hard for people to talk about and come to that realization that something is not working in their business. So, you know, you need to either need to figure it out or it's going to be the end and you're just going to be closing your doors. So getting clear on yourself, figuring out what you want, figuring out who you actually want to work with, raising your prices, or even at least taking a look at them and decide if they are in fact supporting you or hurting you. Another thing I just want to add is sometimes your prices can be a little too high. I almost guarantee that when Hermes Hermes first started, it was not selling purses at 80 grand a pop. It was probably more like maybe ten to fifteen, and I could be totally wrong with about this, but that's what I'm, I'm. That's what I'm thinking. And as a brand, like as the Hermes brand got to be more recognized, and people started to see the quality of the purses and the bags and everything, you know, all the all the products that they offer. I'm not too familiar with them because I one can't afford them, and two I'm not like a designer purse person, but. I guarantee that when people started to recognize the brand more and more, that's when the value of them started to go up. And that is a combination of time, quality, and also recognition. So keep that in mind. Anyways, thank you so much for listening in on this episode of the Creative Podcast, and I will talk to you all next week.